January the 23rd, 2024, 2 Samuel chapter 18, Grief is Real. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You, indeed, are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And Father God, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, my Lord, my God. My heart, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord, my God. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to be in your presence, to be at your feet to lay before you to hear from you to know that indeed you are God and you speak to us as children as daughters as sons of the living God bless your holy name you are worthy to be praised we love you father God and we thank you we bless you for giving us yet another opportunity to receive this day our daily bread on this side of eternity we promise, we commit, we surrender all to you to do all that you've created us for and to be. We bless and praise your holy name. In the name of your precious son, Jesus, we pray. Glory, hallelujah. And thank you today, family. Thank you for being with me once again and allowing me to be a part of your personal space and time with the Lord our God. It's an honor and it's a privilege. And yesterday, although, although I did give commentary on yesterday, on loyalty, I, I, I wasn't going to because the story was, was left right at the top of the cliff, so to speak, and I was gonna leave it there, but I did give some commentary. So let us recap just a little bit of about what happened on yesterday. Absalom and, and the Israel army had set out to pursue David, King David and his army. However, David was warned by his loyal friends within Absalom's camp. The story paused with, with David's camp being provided for because the people were hungry and weary and, and thirsty for being in the wilderness. We concluded that God's loyalty is the ultimate faithfulness. We continue to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you are in this story where your family is, and where your community is. Furthermore, how can the Holy Spirit guide you in this current season to be a blessing to someone else? Holy Spirit, we look forward to your guidance, your provision, and your strength as we embrace all that we are called by the Father to be and to do. We pray this in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus our Savior and Lord. Let's go into this word on today, family. 2 Samuel chapter 18. Grief is real. Then David mustered the men who were with him and set over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. And David sent out the army, one third under the command of Joab, 
one-third under the command of Abishai, the son of Zuriah, Joab's brother, and one-third under the command of Ittai, the Gittite. And the king said to the men, I myself will also go out with you. But the men said, You shall not go out, for if we flee, they will not care about us. If half of us die, they will not care about us. But you are worth ten thousand of us. Therefore, it is better that you send us help from the city if needed. The king said to them, Whatever seems best to you, I will do. So the king stood at the side of the gate while all the army marched out by hundreds and by thousands. And the king ordered Joab and Abishai and Ittai, Deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. And all the men heard when the king gave orders to all the commanders about Absalom. So the army went out into the field against Israel, and the battles were fought in the forest of Ephraim. And the men of Israel were defeated there by the servants of David, and the loss there was great on that day, twenty thousand men. The battle spread over the face of all the country, and the forest devoured more people that day than the sword. And Absalom happened to meet the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of a great oak, and his head caught fast in the oak, and he was suspended between heaven and earth, while the mule that was under him went on. And a certain man saw it and told Joab, Behold, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. Joab said to the man who told him, What? You saw him? Why then did you not strike him there to the ground? I would have been glad to, to give you ten pieces of silver and a belt. But the man said to Joab, Even if I felt in my hand the weight of a thousand pieces of silver, I would not reach out my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king commanded you and Abishai and Ittai, For my sake protect the young man Absalom. On the other hand, if I had dealt treacherously against his life, and there is nothing hidden from the king, then you yourself would have stood aloof. Joab said, I will not waste time like this with you. And he took three javelins in his hand and thrust them into the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the oak. And ten young men, Joab's armor bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then Joab blew the trumpet and the troops came back from pursuing Israel, for Joab restrained them. And they took Absalom and threw him into a great pit in the forest and raised over him a great heap of stones. And all Israel fled, everyone to his own home. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken up and set up for himself the pillar that is in the king's valley, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. He called the pillar after his own name, and it is called Absalom's monument to this day. Then Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said, Let me run and carry news to the king that the Lord has delivered him from the hand of his enemies. And Joab said to him, You are not to carry news today. You may carry news another day, but today you shall carry no news, because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to the Cushite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. 
the Cushite bowed before Joab and ran. Then Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said again to Joab, Come what may, let me also run after the Cushite. And Joab said, Why will you run, my son, seeing that you will have no reward for the news? Come what may, he said, I will run. So he said to him, Run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof of the gate by the wall. And when he lifted up his eyes and looked, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out and told the king. And the king said, If he is alone, there is news in his mouth. And he drew nearer and nearer. The watchman saw another man running. And the watchman called to the gate and said, See, another man running alone. The king said, He also brings news. The watchman said, I think the running of the first is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man and comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz cried out to the king, All is well. And he bowed before the king with his face to the earth and said, Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delivered up the men who has raised their hand against my lord the king. And the king said, is it well with my young, with the young man Absalom? Ahimaaz answered, When Joab sent the king's servant, your servant, I saw a great commotion, but I do not know what it was. And the king said, Turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. And behold, the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good news for my lord the king. For the Lord has delivered you this day from the hand of all who rose up against you. And the king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man Absalom? And the Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who raise up against you for evil be like that young man. And the king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I had died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Father God. Thank you for your word this morning. Grief is real. Family, friends, like we said on yesterday, the story continued yesterday and left us at a cliff and has done the same today with anticipation of more for tomorrow. Nonetheless, today we are met with grief. The grief of a father. From our standpoint, you would think that David would be relieved. The man sought to take his kingdom away and his life for that matter has been eliminated, killed, a threat no more. However, that man is his son, his oldest son. David's response is, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, when I had died instead of you, oh Absalom, my son, my son. 
We all would agree that David was expected to grieve the death of his son Absalom. But to what extent? David is king of a nation. He is God's anointed and God has a plan for him. Do you think he should have replaced his son's death with his death? Do you think Absalom would have felt any remorse if they had killed David? Why or why not? What would you have done if it were you in David's position? Or if you were in the position to advise David, what would your advice be? Now, replace this story with a situation currently in your life. A friend or a loved one has been killed or died. Knowing that you are a Christian, how do you grieve? How do you tell others about your grief? Or perhaps a friend or a co-worker has lost a loved one. How do you advise them? What would your dialogue with them be like? Would it be the common, sorry for your loss and nothing more because work is more important at the time? Or would you find this to be an opportunity to show genuine compassion and be led by the Holy Spirit to evangelize? The point, family, is that any loss of anything or anyone brings about a plethora of questions, which lays the foundation for golden opportunities. Let us pray that the Lord will prepare us for that opportunity, whether it is with ourselves or someone else. Father God, we bless you, we praise you, and exalt you above all else. We recognize that the emotions that you have blessed us with can pose a challenge to navigate through, especially because we know the hope that we have in you. Oh, we hallelujah. We know that the loss of something or or someone often leads to a series of inquiries that can create opportunities. Father God, we, we recognize that it is important that we are equipped to make the most of these opportunities, whether for ourselves, family members, or for those whom you've placed in our sphere of influence. Therefore, we pray to be prepared for these opportunities, prepared through prayer, through reflection, through your word, and through the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. Your will be done, Father God. We pray this in the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Family, friends, do be blessed on today. Know that this word of God is in your hearing for a specific reason or purpose. God knows and you know. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Let the Holy Spirit be your governor. Let him lead you, direct you, 
into all truth and to every situation where you will truly give the Lord our God the honor and the glory. And those of you, my friends, soon to be family, who do not clearly understand or recognize this word on today, if it has not allowed you to realize that you need Jesus as Lord and Savior, it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives from hearing and receiving the words of God. But God, oh hallelujah, God has said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened, your ears shall hear, you shall taste and see that the Lord our God, He is good and He is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. It was made to be shared with and in community. Let us come alongside you and do life. It is part of salvation. We love you. Indeed, we do. We want to share this day with you. We want to share tomorrow with you. We want you to know that because you are a part of the family of God, that the love that we have one toward another, people around you will know that you indeed are a child of God. Let us walk with you, family. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah.